0: Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Friday, Friday, you gotta get down on Friday. Feels like a little delayed. Like Friday's like halfway done already. By the time we record this, we are recording a little delayed today. We are, but I did like Friday the abridged version by Turdy Lou. Friday Taylor's ver. No, Friday Turdy's version. It always is. So it always is. is Today is Friday, which is just fabulous news. It doesn't feel like a real Friday because we had a short week, so it feels like we almost don't even deserve this Friday. Does anybody else feel that way?
1: Is that true? This was a short week?
0: It was Memorial Day. Are you okay? You're so
1: right. Honestly, this was a very long week for me.
0: Yeah, like you had like a bunch of doctor's appointments. That's why we are late today. Apologies for the late recording with Ricurdia and Jax. But Jackie had a bunch of doctor's appointments this morning and your attended them. And I have a lot of thoughts. Claudia was my companion. What were your thoughts on the whole scene at the OB? Well, my first thought was like, I just kind of felt like I was like walking in the shoes. I really thought everyone in the, in the office thought we were a couple. Because we look more like lesbian, a lesbian couple than we do sisters. We look nothing alike. Okay, but why can't we be friends? I just feel like friends don't take each other to their appointments. I know,
1: but I feel like we were acting more like friends and less coupley. Like we were cracking up. I feel like couples really don't do that.
0: As Definitely if, <laughs> not. At
1: that point, like in pregnancy.
0: Well, it just kind of felt exciting like, to, to just like, have people see me through a new lens. Like I'm just a partner. You know, I'm a supportive partner. Yeah, you were a supportive partner. That's facts. And obviously, I went because I love you dearly. And you know, Zach had to watch Harry, so of course, I would come. Had I known that you had an appointment at like this imaging thing right across the street from what will now be like moving forward, my favorite place on the planet, i would have I would have come to all of your appointments since you came to New York. <laughs> like we were getting hungry. It was long, by the way. We were there for like three hours. You had like a bunch of different appointments. And at one point, I think I mentioned, you know, lunch afterwards. And you were like, why don't you run across the street? There's like some restaurants. Go get us some food. So I was like, oh, okay. And I just kind of stumbled into this place. And I realized as I was walking in that it was a Zabars, you know, a New York classic. There's like 15 of them in the city. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every time anybody like writes a book or makes a movie about New York, it's like Zabars, 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 fresh bread. So I'm like ashamed to admit that as a New Yorker, but more importantly, as a Jew, I had never been. I had never been to Zabar's and I had such an unbelievable experience. I felt like the main character in a Nancy Meyers movie. I like wanted to get a baguette and just wear a beret and like walk around this little bistro. It was, I was overwhelmed first of all by the options. Like the fresh bread, fresh pastries, uh, bagels. It was like 11 so we were going like breakfast. Yeah. But then I saw like the hot food selection. I saw, you know, delicious looking rice. I saw chicken tenders. Do you see things in which to make turdies warm bowls? I did. It was kind of like a warm bowl haven, if you will. And I just, I felt like a better version of myself. Like I, my new kind of life goal is to be the girl that was in the market. Like I was just kind of sashaying around, You know, looking at the baguettes. I felt like seriously, I came back and I said to Jackie that I felt like Meryl Streep's character, and it's complicated because she owns this like major French marketplace bakery where they like have fresh espresso and baguettes and croissant every day. And I know people who live in New York are like, oh my God, this bitch is not making a 40 minute podcast about Zaybars. But like, I. Um, I had never been.
1: I haven't been in a really long time, like not old enough to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. If I've ever really even stepped in, I feel like I've only ever gotten like their crackers. We're going to have to go after my next doctor's appointment. Like I'll let Zach know that you have to be there. And we'll I have to go have to and there. have the full experience like for a lunch, a meal. We can sit and dine in.
0: Yes, it had like these gorgeous, very French inspired like... <laughs> booths and banquettes but it wasn't big and it wasn't busy it was like and it was like almost lunch rush but it was in a very quiet neighborhood so it wasn't overwhelming there are some really nice places and you want to like spend your afternoon there but they're so busy that you just like get in and get out no not say bars it was like a culinary experience i swear to god when i stepped out i was like i am in france like it was so elevated so you took a trip to france this morning pretty much Bon
1: oui turdy lou
0: Bon nuit. I'm honestly um, jealous.
1: I'm wishing that I had that experience and walked in, and you would, like never know it because we just got like bagels with cream cheese, which I yeah, honestly I
0: I, honestly, I, f- I fumbled corner. like I fumbled in terms of the actual purchasing, but it was like a weird time. It was eleven fifteen. It's not lunch but,
1: yeah, you could have gotten us our lunches, too, because we would have been ready for lunch in like one hour later.
0: I didn't know that we were going to be at this doctor's appointment literally till one o'clock. I, I thought we were almost done, honestly. We, we like we were, but it was just like almost done is still long. No, no, we, we came in there for three things, like an imaging, a, sh- a shot, and one other thing. And it was an hour per thing. Like, it was just slow. <laughs> yeah, and you have to, like, start, when you do one thing, then you go
1: back to the waiting room. Yeah. go through it again. Like, the way that a doctor's appointment is an hour, when you try and do, like, three things in one doctor's appointment, it's three
0: hours. But going to these, like, fertility, like, doctors did remind me of the first time I went to, like, an appointment for my wedding planning because I remember <laughs> when I, let me explain, I remember when I, like, started meeting with, like, You know, at wedding dress shops and planners. I remember being so like taken aback by how everyone who works in the bridal industry was so nice and they were like so excited about your wedding, like just as excited as you were. Like, they really, the people who work in the bridal industry, like make it special. They really do a good job. And I was thinking today, like, everyone we met, like that nurse who we were chatting with at the end, and then that lady in the waiting room, and then the other girl who did like your cervix thing in the sonogram, she was, everyone was so nice and like so cared so much about you and like, we're like, doing, you know, the most. Like, let me just, oh, I got the images, but let me just make sure. Like, everyone was doing their jobs, like, so well, and they were so nice, and it was mostly women. It was just kind of, like, a great energy. It's a great community. It is, but I've never been a part, because obviously I've never been well, I'm to, like, glad an that imaging had, center.
1: I'm glad that you had a good experience in, like, witnessing the behind-the-scenes of, like, pregnancy yeah. care. No, it's
0: really, like, I think it's called neonatal. Is it? No, that's, like, for babies, No. But isn't it like like neonatal care? I guess that's no, it's taking care of like women's
1: health, but also women's health. I think the word is just pregnancy.
0: Okay, well, pregnancy care oh, is obstetrics.
1: Top-tier. Obstetrics.
0: Yeah, but you could also just be going in for a Pap smear, and that's obstetrics. Like yeah. I mean, like pregnant women care.
1: Okay, pregnant fertility. Wo- e- pregnant women care. No, fertility is a different sect.
0: Oh, okay. Well, whoever everyone who works there was just like fucking nice, and I really appreciated it. I'm so glad you had such a positive
1: morning with your girl.
0: I did. And you were being such a good
1: sis. Really did me a solid.
0: It was also nice because, you know, I have kind of like a a brain for science and and an aptitude for medicine. So it was just kind of nice to get another opinion in there and be like, yeah, no, that imaging looks, it looks good. You were
1: pleased with what you saw.
0: Carry on. I was pleased with, yeah, no, I was monitoring, you know. I didn't want to point out when they were doing things wrong. I was monitoring. (laughs) And you know what? They did good. You did good. So it was nice. And I just loved that market. Yeah,
1: I'm honestly like hungry again. For I know my
0: next... we like really. I really fucked up like in terms of what I purchased. I so like shit the bed. I was honestly yeah, you overwhelmed. could have, like
1: grocery shopped for
0: us. I know there was like a big challah that I really wanted to get. I just didn't know if I could like come back to the doctor's office with like shopping bags. Like,
1: I think you would have been the life of the party.
0: I know because we did get like a bunch of food and we didn't eat all of it but we were giving it away to the other pregnant ladies in the waiting room because this hungry. girl was talking. she was like I'm so hungry but I don't want to be late for my appointment I was like do you want half my bagel and she took it it's a collective in there no I'm telling you like the way that waiting room was never as lively as it was today like Jackson Claude need a permanent residency in that waiting room. it's true
1: it's I've been in that waiting room a bunch it's never really popping like that
0: and I feel like, is this place for high-risk pregnancies? Yes, not exclusively,
1: because I also went there um, in my pregnancy with Harry, but they do focus on
0: high-risk. So, you know, morale can be low in a waiting room like that, and I think that they need to bring us in, like, on a bi weekly basis. Yeah, they need to bring you in. You made the difference. I'm always there. I guess I could bring my guitar and do, like, my Miss Rachel impersonation. You should go to a daycare and do that. I know if you know if podcasting doesn't work out for me I've taken Harry to like a bunch of those music classes like that's definitely a job I am well suited for no
1: like when people ask you if you weren't a podcaster what would you be like that's your answer children's group musician
0: yeah like those classes like at the kids gyms and stuff where somebody walks around with a guitar and sings like twinkle twinkle but they always put like they always have flair those people always have charisma yeah they have talent I feel like that's a job I'm extremely well suited for. Except, I feel like it's a lot of time on my feet.
1: You why not sit? No one said you have to stand. Yeah, mine would kind of be like the
0: low energy meditation class.
1: Yeah, or you do it with a partner. I think you'd be really good with Ben, and he can make yeah. the rounds, and he needs to pick up an instrument to make pass himself out the useful. scarves. He could pass out the scarves, and you know the little maracas.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, it's a really good future for you guys if you if your future as a cantorial duo. Doesn't work out.
0: No, it's just a backup plan. It's so important to, like, always have different options in life. You never know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, and in the meantime, Harry loves your talents and services.
0: Right now, I perform for an audience of one, and I'm genuinely okay with that. But,
1: like, he literally is obsessed.
0: Obsessed. Jax and I spent the whole day together yesterday, which was fabulous. We did. We
1: were so Willy Wonka in bed together all day. Claudia got me a TV.
0: Well, okay, let's talk about that. Jackie's fully, like, on fucking bed rest out here without a fucking TV in her bedroom. Like are you okay? I ordered one on, shout out to Costco, Instacart, $200. Granted, it was a brand I had never heard of. It wasn't like a Sony or a Samsung or an LG. Who cares? $200 for a 55-inch TV that got delivered in an hour on Costco, Instacart. We set it up. We got our Roku set. We watched Kardashians in bed like I cannot believe you're out here like bed resting without a TV. You're seriously not okay.
1: No, I know. Well, there's just always so much going on in my house that like either I'm on my computer working or I'm just like texting and on my phone or I am reading. reading. So it's like I hadn't noticed yet like that how annoying it is to not have a TV. But now that I have one, like I'm addicted and now I need to find a show to binge. I'm thinking Desperate Housewives again.
0: There's never a bad time to restart Desperate Housewives. That's just kind of like a life lesson I think everyone should abide by. Uh,
1: agreed.
0: Um, I also told Jackie that she should start watching. What did I tell you when we were scrolling? Weeds. Like a show that's <laughs> Weeds. Yeah, they have a lot of seasons. It's like funny. It's, I think it's pretty lighthearted. I don't think it gets like too dark. And it's cute. I think you would like it a lot. I remember I tried to start it once
1: a million years ago and I wasn't into it, but maybe now I would be like as a mom. I think it's about like a mom who sells drugs.
0: Yeah, she just like gets into the weed business because she's like fallen upon tough times. And then, of course, over the course of like 10 seasons, she gets carried away.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that could be more my speed now, just like suburban drama. Oh, and it's
0: very suburban drama.
1: So maybe it's my time.
0: It could be, but we watched a lot of TV yesterday. We watched Kardashians, and then we both watched a bunch of episodes of that Smartless show, which we're just like intrigued by. We're so
1: intrigued by, and like I've, we were watching at the same time separately, and we were just like texting each other because there were a couple things that were actually kind of shocking.
0: Uh, yeah, the MIT guy,
1: the second Boston performance where so they completely for those. Oh, I guess for for people I don't who- spoil
0: it. Okay, wait, but no, that's not what I was going to say. Oh. For people who, like, don't know what we're talking about, basically the Smartless podcast has a documentary that, like, documents their entire podcast tour. And on their tour, they have, like, a special guest come to every show. But the cool thing is is that the audience doesn't know who the guest is going to be, and neither do two out of three of the hosts. Every show, one of the hosts will invite someone and then bring them on stage, and, like, everyone's really shocked. It's a really cool concept. I actually like it. Um, So the first two shows were uh, chosen by Will Arnett. Will Arnett brought... Um, Will Ferrell. David Letterman and Will, no, 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 Will Ferrell and Conan O'Brien. Yeah. So like major comedy and it and like, so exciting. if you're
1: into Jason Bateman, Will Arnett and Sean Hayes, then these are your kings.
0: So then for the next two shows, um, Jason Bateman was in charge of selecting a guest. And I would argue that out of the three of them, Jason Bateman is the most famous. Mm-hmm. So I was ready to be dazzled. And he's bringing out the guest. He's giving, like, an intro. And honestly, the way he's describing it, I thought he was going to bring out Elon Musk. He was talking about how smart this guy is, how he teaches at MIT, how he's responsible for the quantum physics of the universe, like, all this stuff. And then he says the guy's name, Max something. Tag Mark. Who, yeah, who's just, like, a really, 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 really smart, probably one of the smartest people in the world who, like, works at MIT. Um, who cares? Yeah,
1: yeah. It was. It was
0: so awkward. Like no, they, we watched, we watched the tour, like the actual show. It was like awkward. It was awkward because not
1: only was the guest like not what buzzy and what people wanted, especially since like right before that was Conan. So I think on Twitter, everyone was talking about like we had Conan tonight. So then the second show was like, oh my god, who are we getting? Right. And they got Max Tegmark, who is not an a star, like a a list traditional celebrity. And he's not a podcaster either. So, like, not only was it like, oh, I don't know that I want to hear about AI, but now I'm hearing a conversation about AI that's, like, not that, like, entertaining. Funny.
0: It it was not entertaining. And when they got off stage, they, like, didn't know if they had done a bad job at first. And then the more they talked about it, like, they knew. And then the next morning they woke up and there was just, like, so much backlash from their fans because, like, people are paying for tickets and for someone to get to see David Letterman and then someone else to see, like, Max Tegmark. And no. no No, this is not any hate no he's a genius he's just not entertaining like I wouldn't go to a comedy show to go see a physicist um and it was just kind of awkward especially because I I really expected the most from Jason Bateman and then his next guest was AOC and some people had complained about that and I was just like what is with I would have thought Jason Bateman would have brought like the most funny the most famous the most interesting not like two boring ones yeah well I feel like It's
1: crazy that they only started their podcast in 2020. And it's clear that like they know what they're doing. They're extremely successful. They have this format. So I have two things to say. There's this format that you know one person brings on the guest. The other two don't know who it is. And a conversation comes from there, which is really cute. It's like the mystery guest. And it works great on a podcast. Because if you're a podcast listener and they bring out a guest that you don't really want to hear, like, okay, I'm just not listening today. Like, not a big deal. But when you buy a ticket for a show, you're spending your money. And then you also have to sit there for two hours. And you're listening to someone that you – don't like are not entertained by whatsoever. Like the a concept of a mystery guest like doesn't really work when you're selling tickets unless yeah. now they just commit to every guest being just like a fellow comedian that they know that their guests are going to love. But I do feel yeah. like Jason Bateman like wants to take this show in more of like a Joe Rogan direction where we're having like intellectual conversations intellectual. and we're not just like a bunch of comics sitting around. But the thing is your audience wants to see a bunch of comics sitting around. Like if they wanted to – hear about AI and science like they might listen to a different
0: podcast yeah no he just like takes himself a little seriously but I feel like he's also
1: trying to still carve out what the show could be and I feel like we do that it's natural to like change and stuff and like want to be more than what you're doing I just like wouldn't experiment on a live
0: show Yeah, yeah, no. It's it's very interesting to watch. It's not like what I thought it would be. Like every show is just like a banger. There's like highs and lows. There's highs and lows. They're getting like a little sick of each other because they're they're nonstop. They're it's not like they go home in between. Like they're literally on a plane and a tour bus, and like they're just maybe like like kind of getting annoyed with each other. Which I thought was so interesting that they're not getting their own hotel rooms. Now it's not like two queen beds in a regular. These are the craziest hotel rooms I've ever seen in my life. They're like four bedroom apartments. They literally don't end they're so big like Sean kept getting lost at the in the room like they're so big I find the logistics of how they travel really interesting
1: yeah also it's only a 10
0: city tour right I don't know
1: I think that it is like it's not you know
0: eras no but it's still like two weeks living in the same room as two other people and you're like a grown man yeah they could get their own rooms yeah but they don't want to it's interesting no, no, it's very interesting. It's very good. I really like it. I was also really shocked to learn that their podcast only started in 2020. For me, they're just like one of those OG podcast like they're always at the top of the the comedy chart. I just assumed that they were seriously like a just like a staple in in the podcast community.
1: No, I knew that they were fresher, but that like there were a lot of podcasts that popped up during COVID, especially celebrity podcasts that like petered off maybe even quit but or or just like respectable in the top 200 whatever mm-hmm. um but that they really made it
0: like and they obviously they really have did. something
1: that people really like
0: yeah yeah they they have some they have like a star factor like they're. but I'm like is watching their reason. show
1: like the even the live show and like pe- their people are laughing in the crowd and like I'm not laughing like I the, no the I don't I don't think not we're the me.
0: target demo no but Zach's cracking up
1: no, He's Zach, like, this is is definitely,
0: awesome. Zach is definitely target demo.
1: Yeah, he is. So it's just interesting. But I do, I find the whole concept interesting. There are parts that are more boring than other parts, but I think the interesting parts make it worth the boring parts.
0: Yeah, and it's just uh, rising tides, rise all shides. Like this is a great moment for podcasting.
1: It is a great moment for podcasting. And it also makes me think about like other, like the scale of other podcasts. Like, yeah, I would love to see more of this type of content. Of like on the road with a podcast.
0: Yeah. I mean the scale of their podcast and their tour I don't think is predicated on the scale of their podcast. I think it's predicated Agreed. on the scale of their celebrity. I do agree. Because even people who have podcasts bigger than Smartless go on tour and they don't take private planes. But these are three people who are very independently wealthy. Yeah. And famous.
1: I agree with that. So maybe it wouldn't be as interesting to watch.
0: I don't know. Yeah.
1: If it was just a couple of podcasters.
0: But it's nice, I like that HBO's doing something different, like it's cool.
1: Yeah, I hope it sets a good precedent.
0: So, so. So, now that we've chatted. At length. About tings. I've been getting like shit for how I say length.
1: Oh, welcome to the club of getting shit for how
0: you say things. I say like length, I do say the G.
1: I'm never gonna knock someone for pronouncing things as they're spelled.
0: I'm just a phonetic queen, and that's something I have to live with. You're and, hooked and on phonetics. I'm hooked on phonetics. And Zabars. And Toast. And you.
1: Oh, and me with you. And Bryson and
0: Streis. Of course. And Kay Levitson and Roldini. Of course. And our husbands, who we love. Of course. We love them so much, we put them last. <laughs> the best for last. surely. <laughs> Okay, well, without further ado,
1: let us get into the Fast Five stories that you need to know because the stories are storying today and we've got to get into them.
0: Well, the stories, storying are brought to you by the Kardashians on Hulu. Watch the all-new seasons of the Kardashians' new episodes Thursday only on Hulu. The world's most famous matriarchy is back for the most intimate look yet inside the family empire. This season, the women work to strike a balance between their extremely successful lives as businesswomen and their very real personal lives. We've got entrepreneurship, sibling rivalry, newfound love, family growth— Juggling business, motherhood, family, and more. Jax and I were able to catch up yesterday on her new TV, and it was a very, very wonderful experience watching My Favorite Family with My Favorite Family. You know, it's kind of meta like that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It was a really good episode. We got a lot of Kylie. All the girls are in the show. Of course, we've got Queen Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, Kylie. All the girls are showing up and showing out this season. There's so much... um, So many good storylines, but there are also just so many characters in the show, obviously beyond the the original girlies, like fan favorites, Scott, um, Travis. We're getting to see everyone and it's really fabulous. So the new episodes of the Kardashians drop on Hulu. There are new episodes every Thursday. Again, they're only available on Hulu. This is season three. I think it's going to be one of their best seasons yet. It's really good. The production quality is also so fabulous. Like Their little montage in the beginning when they all went roller skating, big budget. It looks really good. Don't miss season three of the Kardashians new episodes Thursday only on Hulu. Today's episode is also brought to you by Lululemon, specifically their fabulous shorts for summer. Their shorts were made to stretch, flex, and support the infinite ways of working out, giving you the courage to leap into something totally new and unexpected. So some of our favorite shorts from Lululemon's shorts are the Hotty Hot shorts, and that's their short with a comfortable range of motion and a flattering fit. They allow you to max your stride so you can move freely with confidence. The lightweight, swift fabric lets in airflow so you can move without baggage. They're designed to wick away sweat before you even notice that it's there. We also love the Wonder Train short. So it's the short with super supportive stretch that allows you to stay dry. It's powered by the Everlux fabric. The Wonder Train collection manages heat and sweat. So you stay stay comfortable and you stay focused. Also for any of our male listeners or if you ladies have a man in your life who loves to wear athletic wear or works out a lot. The Pacebreaker shorts are fabulous. Ben loves them. They're really versatile. The lightweight fabric means that you can train, move, and stretch however you want to. Every pair of Pacebreaker shorts is designed to wick away moisture, so all that's left is your intention. So uh, Lululemon is the place to shop for anything in terms of athletic wear, and their shorts are here just in time for summer it is so hot outside so whether you're working out or just running errands you don't want to have like that moist undercarriage we have to protect our crevices we have to protect our undercarriage <laughs> so you can get into the lululemon shorts at lululemon.com that's l-u-l-u-l-e-m-o-n.com lululemon.com thank you claudia you well. welcome so if you had to sum up the first two sponsors would you say that it's hululemon I would say it's Hululemon.
1: Hululemon.com slash undercarriage.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> okay. Our first story, I'm obsessed beyond Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet were seen together for the first time with their famous sisters. The Literally.
0: Rumor, sorry. I'll allow you to finish. Please
1: save your thoughts till the end. The rumored couple, Kylie and Timothy, appear to have taken the next step in their relationship, meeting each other's families. So they were photographed together for the first time, mingling with each other's relatives at a barbecue earlier this month. There have been rumors that they've been spotted together. We've seen her car in his driveway. We've seen them, like, both be in the same restaurant. But we've not gotten a frame of the two of them together in frame. And these photos, which were taken, like, by some creep at a bird's eye view, are very very revealing in the sense that these people are all hanging out
0: yeah no it was extremely revealing to me there's two major takeaways right. from right and
1: I just want to say so Kylie brought her sister who we know Kendall and Timothy brought his sister who we know Pauline because she is Kimberly on Sex Lives of College Girls and when I first saw the headline that he's with his sister I'm like oh the sister but then I when I remembered who <laughs> his sister was I was like the sister
0: So that was my first takeaway. Like we have to acknowledge the the Kimberly of it all. Kimberly from Sex Lives of College Girls is probably one of my favorite characters like ever created in the television universe. She's so fucking weird and funny and she's just everything of the sort. So the fact that like, think of it as like Kimberly hanging out with them and it's just, it changes things. It's so fabulous. And the second For me, like this story is a bombshell, not because it's showing pictures of Kylie and Timothy Chalamet, but because it's showing Kylie holding a pack of Marlboro Lights and an ashtray. Like Kylie is a cigarette smoker. I think I might have known that. Like I think I've seen a photo of her with a cigarette like once or twice, but I forgot and I can't get over it.
1: No, I didn't know this. Um, The only thing I'll say is like either she's obviously like a pack a day Jojo Siwa smoking like that, Or she's, like, carrying her man's cigs. Because I could see Timothy being into cigarettes. Or she's, like, gotten into cigarettes because of him. But as much as I never expected this from her, it tracks.
0: No, by the way, there are, like, three paparazzi photos on the internet. Yeah, she was, like, 18. I think the other one from when she was, like, a few years ago. She... Doesn't say no to a cigarette, but maybe she was celebrating her newfound love.
1: Yeah, but there's a difference between like being 18 and like being crazy with a cigarette versus like, oh, it's daytime and we're hanging out. I must have a cigarette. I must have my pack and on me with my personal ashtray.
0: No, okay. So like having a personal ashtray, I think takes us to like another level of like smoker.
1: Or she was just like bringing out the barbecue tings to the table, including like an ashtray for the group and my boyfriend cigs.
0: Well, a lot of people were like, "Oh, Kris Jenner works hard. The devil works hard, or whatever." Like Kris Jenner set up these photos for the family, and Enti tweeted, and I thought it was a really good point. Like, yeah, Kris Jenner, sure, sometimes she does that, but like, she would never have sanctioned photos of Kylie with cigarettes. Like, there's like this is so not a setup. It's so real.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate the reality of the situation and the cigarettes of the situation. Like, it's just which an interesting sister was fact she wife?
0: with? Kendall. Kendall do you think Kendall i can see Kendall smoking too like it's such a it's such a model thing to do like oh we're hungry oh that's like that tiktok sound so for breakfast we have a cigarette and a little bar of chocolate but like it's so, so like
1: you know health, health and her cryo chamber remember that episode where she was like talking about how she's so weirdly obsessed with health
0: yeah no that's so that true, person like
1: doesn't smoke cigarettes
0: yeah but i feel like that person is actually really courtney no, Courtney is
1: like an extreme for sure. Like if I saw Courtney with a cigarette, like I my mind would be blown.
0: I would be shocked.
1: But I think Kendall falls into that qu- category a little bit of like matcha tea,
0: rejuvenate, yeah. relax, repeat. Wait, total weird tangent. And I know you know nothing about this. Do you have any idea what's going on with the Philip Schofield drama?
1: I've never heard that name.
0: Okay, so Philip Schofield was on like the um, biggest morning show in Britain, like. You've probably seen you've probably seen clips of like him and his female co-hosts that are like always cackling together. <laughs> He's kind of like a staple of Brit- British media. And a few weeks ago, like some big scandal came out about him. He was like having an inappropriate relationship. Like people are really upset because he was like really in millions and millions of homes for like so many years. And it's blown the network wide open, whatever. And I don't know, like, everything about it, but today I saw all over TikTok, he did his first interview, and he's talking about how he's, like, been so depressed, yada, yada. Um, But he's using a vape the entire time. He's in this, like, really serious sit-down interview with, like, a 60 Minutes equivalent, and he's vaping this, like, bright blue turquoise vape, like, in between questions. It is the weirdest thing.
1: That's so weird, but he's able to do a morning show for years and not vape? Right. Maybe he's just
0: spiraling clearly like he was saying some of them really absurd shit
1: no I didn't know about any of that and honestly it sounds like I didn't like I don't need to now know you know it's not but like you're e. so obsessed
0: with the Brits it's not like Eom. you needed to know about Iam e. Tonga yeah. yeah no I was I don't think you need to know about this but I just wonder if anyone else listening to this podcast has fallen into the Philip Schofield TikTok drama. But it's not even TikTok drama. I'm just learning about it on TikTok. He very much like operates on like traditional media.
1: Yeah, it's morning show British drama playing out. It's morning on TikTok. It's
0: morning show British drama playing out on TikTok.
1: I actually I love that rabbit hole for you. I won't stop you. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> well, back to the task at hand so we can confirm that Kylie and Timothy are a couple. It's not the couple I would choose for her. It's not the couple I would choose for me, but I'm happy for my girl.
0: Yeah, Timothy Chalamet is just not really ever someone I'm gonna be attracted to. And maybe there's something wrong with me or there's something wrong with everyone else, but it's just it's gonna be a no for me. But I'm so happy for Kylie.
1: Yeah, so it's like I just wouldn't pair him with my number one girl. Like, but if he, I know. he if he was like spotted dating someone else who I'm like who I care about at the same level as him, like I'd be more here for it. But for my number yeah. one girl, like I want her with my number one guy. That didn't happen. Who,
0: who, which is who? Who's your number one guy?
1: Oh, that's Jason. Jason Momoa? <sighs>
0: Kylie and Josh Groban Josh
1: Groban has a girlfriend
0: he does I've actually recently started following Josh Groban on Instagram since he responded to one of my Instagram stories um that I tagged him in like many moons ago and he's such a hard worker he's on Broadway right now in Sweeney Todd he's he's really living like he's very fulfilled you should be happy for sure but like he doesn't
1: have a choice other than to share his gift with the world like it wouldn't be right it's almost a burden yeah no it wouldn't be right if he just like stayed home and took time off it's like well what about your angelic
0: voice no it wouldn't be right if he just like worked in marketing and had like this cool party trick where he happened to sing really good like.
1: Yeah no like he needs to be constantly sharing his gift with the world like God gave you a gift now share it.
0: You're so right and I'm I'm sure he feels that pressure.
1: But it sounds like he's rising to the occasion you know who else would do that Kylie.
0: We have never seen Josh Groban perform live have we like in person? no. I you remember put that up there, one of his
1: concerts. There were a couple tours of his that I really wanted to go to. It like didn't work out. Like I remember he had a show on my birthday or something, and I wasn't going to be here. Like I've actually really tried, and I think I've given up.
0: Okay, well I'm going to put that on like my list of things to get you in like future years. Because also
1: he's the kind of guy who goes on a tour like for a specific album, where it could be like a collab album. He did like some random album recently, and it's like so he's not playing the hits.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's tough. Like we need a, a Josh Groban Greatest Hits tour.
1: Yeah. We do. I'll be front row center.
0: That's kind of what's so fabulous—not to bring everything back to Taylor, but that's really what's so fabulous about the Eras tour. It's really a greatest hits tour.
1: True. And speaking of Taylor, our next two stories are Taylor adjacent. Taylor okay. is involved in the next two stories, but not—it's actually not about the Eras tour. So everyone will be happy to hear about that. Okay. First story, Forbes has put out their list of America's richest self-made women, and obviously we're most interested in the celebrities who made the list, and Taylor Swift is now the second richest self-made woman in music, but still kind of far off from being number one. That place is held by Rihanna, who is worth... Over $2 billion? $2 billion. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just want to say, and this is not me just being like a Taylor apologist, I don't really feel like it's fair for Rihanna to be on the music list because Rihanna's fortune comes from business, which so, is so, so impressive, they, but they should be on different lists. They are.
1: Forbes put out this huge list. It's like a database. And honestly, in the top 10, top 20, I don't know one of these people's names. It's not mm-hmm. just like Oprah and Taylor and Kim and Beyonce. Yeah. But if you search by category, by source, the source of their income – Rihanna is under music and cosmetics. Okay. Taylor's under music.
0: Um, What about Kim and Kylie?
1: Kylie is under cosmetics. Kim is under, she's not under fashion. She's under, oh, shapewear and skincare. It's so specific.
0: Oh, they went real specific. No, there's literally a
1: category called Spanx, and it's just Sarah Blakely. Dead. Dead. Yeah, so I think all the publications have broken out this list into the people that we know and made, like, the top ten celebrity list, which is, of course, interesting. Yeah. Um, But it's not, like, just comparing, like, Rihanna and Taylor. Their sources were different, as noted by Forbes.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. And I think uh, a lot of people were really interested in the tailor of it all because this year is probably the year she becomes a billionaire because the tour will gross over a billion dollars. And at the time of this publication, what would they say her net worth was? 740 740 So she'll most likely become a billionaire this year after the tour wraps and all the merch and all the songs, um, which is just – oh, and she also has Speak Now. Like, she'll definitely become – A billionaire this year. Which is so crazy that she's like not already. Yeah. It's also always
1: crazy to me that Beyonce is not. I think she's like a 500 million.
0: Yeah. Uh, I will say Taylor definitely had like a leg up. The second she started making money. Because her dad like literally did it for a living. Like investment baking. And then I think his full time job became like handling her money. And so she's like always been really really smart about her money. Before she started making serious dough. So, you know, you got to start them young.
1: Yeah. She also passed Madonna, who has 580 million. And Kylie is on the list. She is at 680 million, which is interesting because, like, Forbes once called her, like, self made billionaire. Also, it's interesting that they put Kylie on this list. They're sticking by their title of self made, which self-made. I really appreciate
0: them being scrupled about that. No, people got like so in the weeds about that because self-made when it comes to millionaire means not inherited. Like there's a list of the world's richest women and the top 10 are either heiresses or widows like they're, or divorced, divorcees. Yeah. Like there is a difference. It's Kylie Cosmetics. Like it's no. her company. Yeah, she grew up very privileged. That still makes you self-made. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's crazy.
1: And the for, the top 20 are all like women in business. They're a lot older Who's the v- richest
0: woman in the world, like Di- just number one? Oh, in the country. Oh, country.
1: Diane Hendricks at $15 billion. She Her source is building supplies. She owns like the biggest roofing supply company.
0: I'm telling you, like if you want to get rich in this country, like you have to do the most fucking obscure jobs. It's never like banking. It's always like, yeah, I invented the patent for like the light bulb or whatever.
1: Number two, her source is gas stations. Mm, we love a gassy queen. Number three, her source is healthcare software. That'll do it.
0: That'll do it.
1: Yeah. So it's a very interesting list. I'm
0: happy for everyone who's charting. It's inspiring. I hope to be on that list one day. And Kim is over a billion. That's well, Skims really, um, in the last few years, people don't even talk enough. Like, Skims is probably more successful, obviously, than KKW Beauty or Kylie, Kylie Cosmetics, even at Kylie's peak. Like, Skims is really it's become a, a verb not a verb a noun the way that like when people put on shapewear they say i'm putting on spanks. like now they also say i'm putting on skims like it's really become ubiquitous
1: yeah also what i thought was interesting i forget what category she's under but i was looking through the categories and you know who's there at like 300 million or 280 million um Who? emma greed who's their business partner yeah
0: that's great she she's does very very smart
1: skims and good american
0: Yeah, and I'm sure she has, like, other businesses that made her qualified to be that partner.
1: Oh, you know who's on here under skincare? Kathy Fields and Katie Roden of Roden and Fields. Uh,
0: Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. A couple MLM queens. It's a
1: really interesting list.
0: No, it is. I got to dive in deep.
1: Yeah, they make it an easy database, except, like, they really should do a list of names that you've heard of.
0: Yeah, but no, I do I do find it really interesting how, like, non-famous people become so wealthy, like, and what do they do for a living?
1: Yeah, not all of us can sing, you know, for our supper.
0: Yeah, do you remember, when we were in Turks and Caicos, um, we did, like, a jet ski tour, and, like, we were staying at this house, and a few houses down was, like, the biggest house we'd ever seen in our whole lives, and the guy's, like, so famous on the island. Everyone knows him. I think he's from the UK, and we're like, how did he get so rich? He, like, has a patent on a type of door. It's always, like, the most obscure <laughs> shit. We need to invent a door, Turdy Lou." I know. I just feel like the door is like, it's been already invented, you know? Yeah. It's tough. We'll figure it out, We'll think about it.
1: We'll think about it. Patreon episode. Redesigning the
0: door. Coming up with ideas for how to become billionaires.
1: Our next episode, a little Taylor adjacent news, but not solely focused on Taylor, is that Taylor is bringing Sabrina Carpenter on the Eras tour amid Olivia Rodrigo feud rumors. So Taylor just dropped... Her international, international dates. dates, but just South America, not like Europe or anything, right?
0: No, and she said more international tour dates are coming, and there have been like rumors about Brazil specifically. So I guess she's rolling it out in waves. This one is like very South America.
1: Yes, yeah, she's going to Brazil, Argentina, and Mexico. And one of her opening acts is Sabrina Carpenter, which, you know, she loves to support a young female talent. Burgeoning. But it's notable because Sabrina, the Olivia, was the great feud of 2021. And Taylor was really quite close with Olivia. And Tight, like, yeah. They've tapered off a little bit. And now Sabrina's
0: here. What does it mean, Turdy? You no, know, it's interesting. Especially because for the new, the American Eras tour, it was like a full lineup. There were like three acts. Gail, Phoebe Bridgers, maybe there was just two. But so for Sabrina Carpenter's getting like a, the full VIP. There's only one and she's at every show. That's like kind of major for Sabrina. Now... This is interesting. Like, I'm, I'm, I hate to like, like look for something when maybe there's nothing there, but I do think there's something here. The way that like Olivia Rodrigo popped off and Taylor like immediately supported her because Olivia Rodrigo is the biggest Swifty. And then Taylor released um, Fearless, Taylor's version, and had Olivia Rodrigo and Conan Gray make TikToks with the tracks to promote it. Like, they were so tight, like, and so publicly on social media, like supporting one another. And like, I don't know. Something about this is weird. The way that, like, they they did that and then stopped, like, acknowledging each other publicly is so weird. And now the Sabrina Carpenter of it all is also weird. Yeah, but I
1: was saying to you that it does not surprise me. Like, I feel like Taylor is more evolved than being like, oh, I'm going to shut out, ice out the girl who stole your boyfriend. When, like, first of all, Sabrina didn't, like, steal anyone's boyfriend. She was just, like, the next girl. And, like, I feel like it's very new age tailor feminism to like support both of these girls because like they're both really talented artists and neither of them like did anything wrong to one another and I feel like even like Olivia would say that you know like
0: there's I think Olivia would say that I don't think Sabrina would say that right the only person who should really be pissed here is Sabrina right like Sabrina had like a whole smear campaign against her When all she did was like like some kid who was like 11 and it got... Because I liked a boy. Isn't that her song? Yeah. All because I liked a boy. Like all because she liked a boy. So yeah, Olivia Rodrigo can be like copacetic with everyone, but that's easy to say when the world didn't turn on you in an instant. Yeah. Sabrina Carpenter probably is mad and has every right to be mad. Yeah. But where... And there's honestly, there's something going on. I'm, I'm serious. Like this is weird. There's something else. But, but I do agree with you. Like, Taylor's so, like, new age feminist. Like, so evolved past this. She wouldn't, like, have beef with someone and then go be with Sabrina Carpenter. Like, I get it. And she also but wouldn't, it's like, weird. penalize Sabrina because she's friends with Olivia
1: and they happen to date the same person. Like, that's just, why are we going to blame women?
0: No, but you agree. Like, there's something weird about yeah. this whole thing.
1: The weirder part is not only Olivia, Rodrigo, and Taylor, like, going so hard and then not. Though that kind of seems to be a pattern for Taylor. Like, Haley Steinfeld we were just talking about
0: yeah I guess she like has like friendship um eras
1: yeah which is fine I think people do that um but also like Olivia Rodrigo where the is fuck is quiet is she is quiet
0: yeah she's been quiet
1: someone actually messaged me something the other day about like it was a video of something like how this girl like popped off took over the world like and like everyone obsessed with her song and like where is she
0: yeah I mean I, know she, I don't think she's on the new season of that High School Musical show.
1: Okay. I think she's,
0: like, fully embracing, like, her pop star era. She did a very small tour after, like, this worldwide obsession with her music. She didn't, like, add more dates, do bigger venues. She, like, did the tour and then went very MIA. Like, I feel like she's and probably
1: I'm, working on new music, but, like, she, she's not also, like, participating in... Well, she was at the Met Gala. Yeah, but still, like, where was she? I didn't see her. No,
0: She's quiet. She's definitely she's like, quiet. She's fading. Yeah.
1: Intentionally or unintentionally, I don't know. It feels a little intentional. It feels
0: intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was too much.
1: It's the Addison effect.
0: Right. Our queen.
1: Yeah. So that's just interesting.
0: No, it is. Speaking of interesting beef, are you ready for our next story? Is it the interesting beef that happens to be brought to you by Masterclass? Yeah. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. So they have annual memberships that start at $10 a month, and you get unlimited access to every instructor, thousands of online lessons, exclusive content, insights, and much more. I have to say, Masterclass like, really has some of the most premier A-list talent, teaching their classes like of course if you watch the Kardashians you know that Kris Jenner did one that was really well received Gordon Ramsay has one Mal- Malcolm Gladwell Steve Martin Esther Perel Mariah Carey so whatever it is that you're like looking for like for me I definitely go on the, the platform and look for like more like social marketing influencer vibes but if you want to get into cooking I mean Gordon Ramsay teaching you and you don't have to like actually be in his presence so we can't call you any mean names like how fabulous is Best that of both worlds There are over 180 classes to pick from. You can find practical takeaways that you can apply to your life and at work. If you run a business, you can use Masterclass to help your team. This is one of those things that just like as an adult is a really good use of your time. It's also really entertaining to see people you idolize and love just sit down and talk to you and give you all their secrets. So you can gain new skills in as little as 10 minutes, either on your phone, computer, tablet, smart TV, and even in audio mode to listen on the go for all of our podcast girlies. How much would it cost to take one-on-one classes from the world's best? Well, with Masterclass and their annual membership, it would only cost $10 a month. Get unlimited access to every class, and right now, as a Toast listener, you can get 15% off when you go to masterclass.com toast. That's masterclass.com toast for 15% off an annual membership, masterclass.com toast. That's a really exciting new sponsor. I feel like everybody loves Masterclass.
1: It's also an amazing gift. I gave it as a gift to yes. someone who is an aspiring actor because they not only have master classes from actors on acting from directors from screenwriters mm-hmm. like you could learn the whole industry from the comfort of your bed and turdy what do we love about bed
0: what i think a better question is what don't we love about bed trails Today's episode is also brought to you by our favorite, The Perfect Bar, Uh, the original refrigerated protein bar that you know and love. And if you haven't heard, Perfect Bar just launched a new line of protein bars called Perfect Bar Layers that Jackie was actually eating in the doctor's office this morning. I
1: was. I had one in my pocket throughout the day.
0: Perfect Bar Layers are a new line of crispy protein bars that are stacked with three delicious layers and packed with whole food nutrition. They're made with a crispy base of peanut butter and cashew butter. They're layered with dark chocolate or 100% real fruit, and then they're sprinkled with toasted gluten-free oats. They're packed with up to 11 grams of protein, and they come in two delicious flavors, crispy peanut butter and chocolate, and a crispy peanut butter and berry, which is basically like a healthy peanut butter and jelly. They're made with only whole food ingredients, which means that they are stored in the fridge, Which is just kind of a relief and makes you question every other bar that's not stored in the fridge. They're a classic (laughs) blend of 20 organic superfoods, and they also contain no artificial preservatives. If you aren't convinced already, they're also non-GMO, Project Verified, gluten-free, soy-free, kosher, and low GI. The best part is that you can now find them in the refrigerated section at Target Nationwide. Perfect Bar knows that it'll be love at first bite, so they're offering you a chance to try their new refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for email or texts and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store, and they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar. It'll go directly into your Venmo or your PayPal account, which is pretty cool. All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free Perfect Bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free Perfect Bar today. Happy snacking. Happy
1: snacking. I had that peanut butter and jelly one yesterday. And it was mad good. Mad good, bro. Next up, Shark Tank star Damon John files for a restraining order against former contestants. This is crazy. Damon John has filed for a temporary restraining order against former contestants. Hold on. I'm having such bad heartburn.
0: Okay. Do you, you want me to edit this out? No, no. Or no, no I'll, be I'll be back in a second. I'll be back. Breathe through your nose. You want a tum or something?
1: They're over yonder. I'm good. I'm good. It was just a passing thing. I just didn't want to keep, like,
0: No, like choking on your words, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, After they claimed (laughs) that he tried to cut them out of their due profits. The celebrity investor, Damon, requested the order against Al Bubba Baker, his wife, Sabrina Baker, and their daughter, Brittany Bo Baker, who have publicly claimed that Damon John attempted to overtake their Bubba's Q boneless baby back ribs truck. I just want to say, I
0: remember these people. Me too.
1: Damon's spokesperson, Zach Rosenfield, denied the claims made by the Baker family and explained why his client is pursuing such an extreme request. According to Rosenfield, there have been been repeated attempts to give the bakers the ability to correct their violations. It is unfortunate that it has come to this. This temporary restraining order is due to the bakers' blatant actions to undermine a business partnership and the legal parameters they agreed to four years ago. Their belief that they can unwind poor business decisions through slanderous social media posts and articles will no longer be tolerated
0: damn by the way this is messy and you know what's so interesting is that this really has not happened with any sharks and their investments like uh-huh. I think I, I I'm gonna I think side with Damon John on this just because he has like a track record of being like a good in, in not what's the word
1: integritous like,
0: in, is that a word like we no. have integrity <laughs>
1: like integrity integral filled.
0: integral but that means something different integrity filled integrity filled like business person I think a lot of people he has many successes from Shark Tank so if there was like a a history of him like exploiting small businesses and taking over first of all I don't know if you know of all the things he's invested in would he try and take over a ribs truck I think his most it his most valuable uh investment was that comb that ended up getting like licensed by all these companies. Like he, if he was going to take over, he was going to take over something much bigger.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm intended to um, side with Damon. I think I don't think we have any idea like what happened. The LA Times had reported that the Bakers claimed that they were offered three hundred thousand dollars for thirty percent of the company when they were on the show. But then they went on, like, Damon went on to revise the terms of the investment instead offering $100,000 for 35% of the company. And he also wanted to take the company into business with Ristelli Foods Group. But that's kind of Congress with what we know about Shark Tank. I feel like so many of the yep. deals fall through. And it wouldn't be surprising if a deal changes after the show because then they do get to see, like, actual paperwork. Like, on the show, you could say, oh, I did this much in revenue. But then yes. when you go to sign the deal, like, if it doesn't add up, you don't get a deal. But
0: maybe, like, the deal just changes too. You know, the deals that they make in the Shark Tank are predicated on everything that person pitched being 100% true. And it's not like once they shake hands, like the deal is done. They actually like do all the paperwork and the people who are business owners have to provide like, yeah, we actually did do $2 million last year. And if they lied... Or they fudge some numbers, like their valuation goes down, and then that makes the investor want to change their deal. And I think if you're like a true Shark Tank fan, you know that a 50 percent of the deals that are made on TV actually don't even go through, and afterwards they're subject to change.
1: Yeah. Also, I think it's not even like about lying, but when you in any business, like you have so many papers, you have so many numbers. Like maybe you didn't, it didn't come up how much how many employees you have and how much salary, or that you had like, some debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like things just don't come up that you get to see. 100% what the business is and is that what you thought it was they are able to go back on their initial offer so again I'm with you like Damon has a very good track record this is one out of many deals that's gone yeah th- that it's the only one that's gone south it seems so um I also don't think he would take such big per- like uh, steps in like su- strong su- Yes, yeah, such a strong reaction if he was in the wrong like I feel like he'd just make it go away
0: yeah, I'm inclined to to side with Damon on this one.
1: Yeah, but very interesting. Yes. Our fifth and final story is a little biz news that I find so interesting that oh yeah, I it's know the this perfect Friday fifth and final.
0: It is because These were good York stories, Post- Jackie. Thank you. What? They were good stories today,
1: right? They were stories.
0: They were giving. They were giving story.
1: They were giving story. It's giving story. Yeah. The New York Post published an article yesterday saying that your favorite takeout joint is actually a catfishing scam and it's totally legal. So they did this whole write-up on this bodega-type restaurant. It's called Gourmet Deli. There's one in the city. It's on 90th Street and 1st Avenue. And from the outside, it seems like every other deli spread across the city. On a typical morning, various locals pop in for bacon, egg and cheese sandwiches, coffee, But another wave of customers is flooding in through food delivery apps, only they don't know they're ordering from a bodega. The deli located on First Avenue is advertised as no less than 27 different restaurants across (laughs) Uber Eats, Postmates, Grubhub, Seamless, and DoorDash. On those platforms, it's listed as as 27 different things. I'm going to read you some so you, you can see what they're doing. One, First Avenue Gourmet Deli. Next, Hero Sandwich Shop. Next, Boss Cat Cheese Steaks. Next, The Pancake Snob. Next, Wraps on Tap. Next, Insomnia Buffalo, Buffalo Ways. By the way, I
0: would 100% order from a place called Wraps on Tap. No,
1: I know. They're like, they sell all these things at their huge deli, so they've sectioned it out to be like a glitzier idea of something. Because honestly, I don't know that I would order from Gourmet Deli. I would not. But I might order from Tina's Tea Shop.
0: I would definitely order from Sandwich Slut. The
1: Sandwich Slut is here. Empire State Panini. Seth Sandwiches. Who's Seth? I don't know. I don't care. No,
0: Jackie, I have to say... This should not be illegal, and it's not. It is the most genius thing, and it also, it kind of taps into, like, you know, user culture on these apps. Like, you're so persuaded by, like, the restaurant's name and, like, their pictures uh-huh. that even if you've never been to this place, you've never heard of this place, there's, like, a formula in, in the algorithm that'll get you. This is brilliant. Like, I have to say, I am beyond impressed to me. I think some people are like, this is, you know, dece- deceitful. I think this is the smartest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life.
1: This is just smart business, like some small business owner being resourceful, like seeing what's going on in the marketplace and adjusting. Also, what's also interesting is that the prices for everything changes based on where you're ordering from, also versus if you go into the store. So mm. P- Princess Panini, Empire State Panini, and Panini Fantasy, which are all gourmet telly, Paninis. they all offer a tuna melt for 16 to but First Avenue Gourmet Deli sells theirs for $9 but they really are tapping into like this like aesthetic the way that people are so like caught up with like pictures and how things look like I think they're just playing the the
0: game they are living in the future my friend I and you know what you and I love to order from this ghost kitchen yes well so this is the, the article says that
1: um For a while, all of these places were confused with ghost kitchens because ghost kitchens popped up during the pandemic. They sprang up as, like, businesses in brick-and-mortar spaces that only do delivery. So it's not a restaurant. You can't go in there, but they, like, took over old restaurants. just
0: a commercial kitchen.
1: And they rented a new crew to do delivery-only kitchen. And there is one ghost kitchen that we love so much. And the thing is, the delivery comes good because it's made for delivery. Like, honestly, I'd rather order from a ghost kitchen than order from Nobu. It comes like shit because they don't care about their delivery. They're not a delivery person business
0: no ghost kitchens are genius but now I'm definitely suspicious
1: yeah well though like so ghost kitchens are a separate thing where like that is a restaurant there's only one of them this is I guess like some sort of digital eats catfishing Catfish. I just think they're playing chess
0: No, if I could meet the man or woman whose idea this was, like, I would shake their hand. It's so genius. It's so genius. And as long as the food is good. So the only criticism that people have, which I
1: guess you could say is, like, uh, legit, is that um, the – it kind of violates some health code stuff because most delis and bodegas in the city are classified as stores, supermarkets, and man- and food manufacturers. And they're regulated by New York State's Department of Agriculture and Markets, not the Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. So they're not like – they have different rating systems for like cleanliness and stuff in a supermarket versus a restaurant. So I guess it's okay. like more open to uh, – issues um like the letter grades and expense inspections aren't the same I don't care but I don't care
0: no I love I literally love this
1: what's also interesting is in this article they said that in some cases chain restaurants that you know like Denny's list itself as a different brand to appeal to more customers um online for delivery only like Denny's has delivery only called the meltdown
0: okay I have experienced this not in New York Always when I'm on tour and I'm like the room service and the hotel is closed, I'll go to Uber Eats. And I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this. I ordered like, okay, I ordered like a grilled chicken sandwich from like this cool, it was called like American Pub. It was just like bar food. I literally got it, the bag, and I opened it and all the wrap, like the wrapper on the sandwich, the bag was Red Robin. Wow. And you know what? I didn't even care because it was literally one of the best sandwiches I've ever had. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if
1: it's good, it's good. If it arrives like the pictures say, like then – okay so you got played sorry
0: you got played but it's so interesting
1: but did you even like you got your sandwich you got what you asked for For a
0: second for a second I thought I got the wrong order because I'm like did I order from Red Robin and I checked and I didn't and I was like damn well I can't get I can't communicate with the guy because the order is over let me see what this person ordered and it was quite literally what I ordered that's how I realized I had been catfished
1: but it was okay with you. It's like maybe you get catfished sometimes by someone that you actually are attracted to. We're
0: meant to be with. And like would love. And it's yeah. a, it's a happy ending. It was a happy ending for me and my Red Robin sandwich. And you know what? I don't think at that point I had ever had Red Robin. And now Red I'm Robin's a, fucking I'm, good. Red Robin's Red fucking Robin. good. Red Robin. Yum. No, I was definitely hooked on Red Robin. Yeah, and but phomics. it was like your
1: biases were stopping you from ordering from there. So they needed to rebrand.
0: Quite literally.
1: Yeah. And, like, I could see myself, I wouldn't order from Gourmet Deli, but, like, Princess Panini, like, I'm hungry.
0: No, it's Jackie. I'm telling you, when you sent me this article yesterday, I was obsessed. I think this is the best idea on the planet.
1: No, this is a smart businessman or woman who is playing the hand that they're dealt. Yeah. And I love it. And this tweet at the end sums it up for me. Whatever, man. Is the food good? Did you die? All right, then. (laughs) Gonna order.
0: Shit. No, it's... Shit, so true. (laughs) Well, those were really good stories. Really, thank you. Let us
1: know what you think about catfishing restaurants. But you know what they should do next at gourmet deli? They should inside have like a little sign that says Princess Paninis next the sandwich slot, like and also known as also known as.
0: They should really change the name of their deli to also known as. And
1: like a little annoyed at the New York Post for blowing up their spot.
0: I know, but they gave us something to talk about, and I'm obsessed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and now I can, like, really feel, like, the ingenue and American creativity, like, is not gone.
0: No, we're back on track, baby. America first.
1: This person should be head of the economy. Agreed.
0: Yeah. So those are the stories. That was your show. That was your week. And it was fabulous. Next week is still very much up in the air. Jax is going to take it day by day. We'll see how she feels on Monday. We'll probably do a mix of audio-only Ben on the Toast, Satch on the Toast, Taylor on the Toast, if that's okay with everyone.
1: That's okay with me. I'm here to do audio only, but I know Turdy's got to be seen. She's got to see and be seen.
0: No, I'm literally seen NBC. But we'll do like the Monday post
1: and post Vanderpump for sure will be us, like the big Oh, ones. that's a good call. Monday and
0: Thursday, definitely Jackson Claude.
1: Yeah, but you never know. Like, I also
0: like love you on Wednesdays because of Dear Toasters, but we'll figure it out.
1: We'll figure it out. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday sounds good to me.
0: Hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Again, thanks for your patience uh, this week and today with the delayed episode. We love you dearly. Thank you so much for listening to the To Us Monday Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasting can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public, Video, iHeart, Xbox, all the places where you have to listen to podcasts. Find us the Trust, Leave a Fire Star Review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Have an amazing weekend. We love you, and we'll see you on Monday.
1: Love ya. Bye.